It's me, your girl, Chris. So, as usual, before we get started, make sure you're following me on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast, on Instagram at Shenanigans underscore podcast, and on Twitter at SWFriendsPod. This week, I'm joined by an amazing co-host, Miss Queen Mylika, as she talks about what she's been up to and what she's got coming up for the next year. So, I'm really excited and I can't wait for you guys to hear the conversation. But, there's one thing I have to tell you. It's kind of a warning. I really didn't want to talk about this. I really made up my mind that under no circumstances was I going to talk about this. But I kind of feel like I don't have a choice. So, I have to talk about Robert. I'm sorry I have to talk about that asshole. I'm sorry that he's not in jail yet. But it is what it is. So, I wanted to give you guys a warning. It's going to happen. All right. So, episode 21, the second episode of the year. I feel good. I'm with one of my, like, did I just, like, shake the fucking room real fast? Like, <laughs> sorry. So, guys, last week I tried to, like, do some, like, video to go along with the audio, and I clearly suck. So, there's going to be times where, like, you guys, I hopefully, I think I got it together. So, like, I think I'm recording right now everywhere, and I think it's going to be good. So, we'll see what happens. But... I am with one of my good friends from college, uh, Miss Queen Mylika. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. <laughs> the longest. Bitch. <laughs> you are so stupid. You started it, though. Like, so, people, she was on a super earlier show. With her co-host uh, for Color Me Conscious, um, and she's here to like by herself now, unfortunately, but not unfortunately, like fortunately, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> shout out. But um, so I want to take it to a few minutes before. I know I love I love her fucking Instagram. Her Instagram is so lit. Like I I literally love it. <laughs> She really is. And then the other day she was doing that fucking great stuff with the fucking purses and shit. Like that shit was amazing. Like snaps and claps, girl. (laughs) So before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you like shamelessly plug, like tell everybody what you've been up to since the last time we talked. Oh my gosh. Well, Color Me Conscious um, podcast that I co-host with my good girlfriend, Myra, um, we just started recording our second season. And so, actually, we published the first episode of season two today. So I didn't even know. It, well, now you know. Now um, I know. It is. It's everywhere you consume podcasts. So Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, and we also with season two have started a vlog. So now we're on YouTube. Um, so you can see the the last two episodes of season one. We did have videos, so that's up on YouTube um, under the same name, Color Me Conscious Podcast. And now for all of season two and henceforth, we will be recording a video to go along with our audio podcast. So, amazing. Amazing. You guys moved to a new studio. It's cute in there. It is cute in 
there and I like that like we have a new producer and so he's really creative and he's got a great space um, that, that we have screens and we have access to like a green screen room and he's got musical instruments in there. Like, Yo. For real, for real. I'm coming and to Oakland. Like, <laughs> for real. Oakland popping. Um, but no, I'm, I'm loving it in there. Um, we're at Rehearse America in Oakland and um, we have a new producer, and we have basically just, like, we're trying to expand a little bit with kind of um, the types of episodes and the types of things that we cover, because okay. the first season was So deep. Heavy. It was so deep. But I, I definitely enjoyed the, it was, like, conversations that, like, there's no way my silly ass could have had. So, like, I was really, like, appreciative that you guys were able to have those conversations. So, it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we go we go deep when we um, don't get no sleep. Uh, so <laughs> there's, you remember that Janet Jackson song? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Um, so we no, but um, this season we're definitely trying to bring more unexpected surprises. Yeah, and just keep our our viewers and our listeners guessing and keep everybody happy, but still touch on the same pillars of Color Me Conscious, diversity, equity, inclusion, empathy, accountability, and allyship. Right. Yeah. And so um, we actually have something fun planned for later this month. We're going to be doing a live podcast episode where we are going to um, this organization um, at the hospital where I work. It's called Allyship Means Action, and it's a staff-organized group of bomb-ass women that want to push the um, agenda for allyship okay. and defining that and helping healthcare providers be allies in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. And so we're going to do an allyship means action session focused on one of the episodes of our podcast where we talk about white apathy and white empathy and the differences and the intersectionalities between empathy for immigrants and apathy for black deaths in America. I love it. You guys are amazing. So super deep. But, super deep, but like um, super out there. And that's super great. I love it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Of course. So um, other than the podcast, though, I have been doing comedy. I started my stand-up comedy career, um, you know, a solid five months ago in August. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> everybody had their first five months of comedy. You feel me? Like... <laughs> Yes, and my first five months has been going pretty well, so I'm just like, let me get five years in and see where she's at now. Whatever, right? <laughs> right. I love it. You're funnier uh, than Tiffany Haddish. Been... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's been amazing, honestly. Um, so far, I've done, you know, several performances. I did a showcase last month at the Monkey House in Berkeley where I did a solid 15-minute set. How'd you feel? I... Like, do you... Do you... How was, like, your first time? Like, did you, like, feel like you were, like, screaming inside? Like, what happened? So the very first time that I did comedy, I was actually at an open mic at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. Okay. Major, major club. Okay. And um, really, like, what happened is I woke up that morning um, and God said, you need to find an open mic, you need to go do comedy right now. And so I got online, I literally Googled open mics tonight, and Cobbs came up. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to go to that. Okay. (laughs) And the fun thing was, is that I didn't realize that this open mic has a pre-sign up list. Okay. um, That you have to be like in the know to get like access to. So I had no idea. So I just walked in there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Right. And they were like, um, wrong. We have five. You said wrong. (laughs) 
doing this. Yeah. And um, it's what you set out to do. Said, you know, we have a pre-sign up list, and then there's five lottery spots. So you can put your name in this bucket with 25 other people. Okay. And hope you get picked for one of the five spots. And then I got picked for one of the five spots nice. to get up on stage. <laughs> so wait, was this the same night or like another night? No, same night. Did you come with jokes ready, bitch, or were you just going to roast the crowd? Like, what was your plan? <laughs> so, it's funny because the week before that happened, yeah. I had gone to another performance, and I was so, I left so inspired and also kind of, like, judgy, like, super judgy of the comedians that I watched. I was just like, I know I'm funnier than these <laughs> I know that about myself. Right. Why am I not doing this? So, right. you know, I felt like it was put on my heart then and then I went home that night the week before I went on stage and I started trying to write jokes and I was like what would if I was going to do it what would I say yeah so I started writing stuff and like I did this exercise that I would suggest all comedians do um write down 50 facts about yourself okay and then take each one and expand them into a joke okay <laughs> And every day, and I'm going to give you, here's another $5,000 tip, right, that people would charge a lot of money to tell somebody, I'm going to tell you this from me to you. Catch the, it. The, the proper structure of a joke, like, this is an easy structure that you can make a joke out of anything. You have a premise, you have a setup, and you have a punchline. Okay. And so, if you can take a subject, like, um, I'm a single mom, and then I have the, you know, the setup of, like, you know, I... I'm a single mom, but I need to stay in touch with my kid, and so I got him his own cell phone. Yeah. And then the punchline is like, but is it messed up that he texts me so much that I want to block him? <laughs> right. Like, is that wrong? Like, is did I put did me? I put myself into this situation? <laughs> like, who's to blame? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> so, like, so basically, I did that <laughs> the week before, and then. You know, I got up on stage and I did do some jokes and I needed a lot of work, but I got laughs and I got claps and good. it was the best five minutes of my life. Amazing. <laughs> I, I know that felt like I, so good. Like after it, you were finished. Was, after I was finished, I had like so much adrenaline. I literally could have ran two miles up San Francisco. I was calling everybody on the phone. I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, but also... I felt like I had been struck by lightning because it really is like a love at first sight type of a thing for mm-hmm. me. And I've only experienced that like when the only other time I experienced that was when my son was born mm-hmm. and, you know, when I shoe shop. Really <laughs> I understand that feeling. I relate. I can relate to yeah. that feeling. Yeah, like you, you step right here shoes and you're like, ooh, you coming on with me. We are I love it. Well, I totally, I've known you for a while. Like, we're hilarious. So, like, I totally, you're going to, you're going to kill it. You're already killing it. So, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I thought, I was like, oh, let me fucking ask her if she'll be on my podcast one last time before, like, she never fucking talks to me again. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, not, not before I never talk to you again, but before I have to charge you for my time. (laughs) Which is fair. Which is fair. And I'll, I got Cash App, Venmo, we're good. We're fine. <laughs> Before you got to pencil me in, bitch. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and get started into the episode. I guess um, we'll start with, at least we're getting our taxes. 
right? The government has been shut down, is it like 17 days now, or 16 and some change, like about to be yeah. 17 days at this point? Going on going on week four right now, like, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, you know who I didn't realize was, like, immediate, like, I don't know why it just, like, flew over my head that it would, it would be affected, is, like, TSA. And I'm like, damn, like, they're already, they already fucking have a fucking attitude about their job, like, there's no way all these people are coming in. Like, they said that, like, in some airports, like, uh, fucking attendance went down, like, 900%. Like, uh, So, does that mean that proportionately all the lines have increased by 900%? Because... Essentially. Essentially. I mean, and I'm thinking, like... And then, like, I'm thinking, so then who would be the TSA workers that would still be working and not getting paid right now? Probably, like, the most mild-mannered ones, right? So, I'm like, so these niggas is, like, having many conversations with every person so like just like on top of not being enough people like now we got like the nicest guy because he's like no I'll fucking work for free like you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> he doesn't have a problem he's got thousands of whatever i just feel so right obviously and that's how you'll know who say for a rainy day <laughs> Like no fucking way. There's no way. I just don't. I don't know. Like God bless everybody who's doing it. I will be one of those people that's not showing up to work for free, and I'm gonna give serious side eye and be upset at everybody else who shows up to work for free because you're making us all look bad. Yeah, like nobody loves their job that much. Like I can't believe it. I I just can't believe it. Like (laughs) we love this shit because we're doing it for free right now. But, like, other than that, like, not actual, like, gotta put a uniform on jobs. Like, no fucking way. There's no way. I just don't know. But, um, everybody's like, oh, well, at least I'm getting my tax refunds. I'm like, yeah, but that's just only because after they're done arguing and fucking bickering with each other, they're gonna be like, oh, look at all the money that everybody spent. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, they're not, they're doing, they're releasing those, that, those funds for them, not for, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they could have never given it to us, they would have never given it to us, like. Basically, everything <laughs> they do is just for them. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that those that are making decisions about the government being shut down continue to collect a paycheck while those that are affected by the decision do not. Okay. This is about <laughs> them, and it's about money, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the American public, like, at all. So we're shut down because we won't pay for this wall that he's promised that we wouldn't have to pay for? Is Am I understanding government correctly? I just want to make sure, like... <laughs> As long as you're fluent in toddler, then you can understand the president. So, like, he's like, first he said, I'm going to make Mexico build the wall. Mexico was like, how much sense does that make? Fuck no. So then he was like, okay, then how about you guys pay for the wall? And, like, this is where we are, right? Because we're like, well, you said we never have to pay for the wall. Like, you want the wall. Like, nobody else wants the wall but you. Build it, right? All out of all the goal out of out of whatever the goal shit is he makes Trump Towers out of. Just build it, right? Like every single Trump supporter should just stop buying, you know, MAGA hats and put that money towards the wall and they could have the wall. But it's it it's interesting to me that he's willing to consider a state of emergency and the solution to this emergency is like a multi-year long project to build a wall. He legit said he will make this shut down last for years like <laughs> years okay 
Okay, so that sounds like we all have enough time to start a new government. I mean, since this one's dead, we'll just fucking start a new one from fucking ground up. Shut down. Shut down. I mean, honestly, guys. If it's still shut down in six months, we need to really think about that. Like, let's start writing some bills. Let's let's start writing some bills and and shit. Like, I can't. Like, yo. Let's fuck it. Let's. I mean, literally, like, I'll trust. Like, come on now. I can't. I definitely would trust you. Like, I can't. Literally, anybody can be the president of the United States. And that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Honestly, Ellen might just want to be president next. Like. Like, I'd vote for. I'd vote for. No, absolutely. Like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we need uh, somebody in there that has more common sense this time around, like to kind of balance yeah. it out and, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, level it. I mean, I think we need somebody that cares about someone other than themselves. I think we need somebody like just basic human uh, kindness, compassion. Like, um, somebody with a neck um, should be in office. <laughs> Sure. Someone that's not colored like a Simpson, <laughs> not dusted in Cheeto and Cheeto dust. <laughs> I need somebody with a with a smaller hip to waist ratio. Yo, why is he so thick? Like why is he so thick? <laughs> okay, I don't want no thick. Two Cakes two McGee. No <laughs> Jesus Christ! Not with that, no. I'm not with a BBW president right now. Like, not right now, unless it's me. <laughs> that's right literally, now. that's literally the only one I can deal with. Like, he not even, like, cute BBW, so don't even, like, he's so, he's so ill-shaped, bitch. Like, it's a weird oblong shape. Like, he's, it's, it's, it's extreme. I don't understand the shapes. He looks like, he's, like, shaped like a Mike and Ike, like an orange Mike and Ike. <laughs> the hot tamale. Yeah. Hot tamale. <laughs> Don't say hot tamale. That's Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> you know he hates that shit. <laughs> Yo, why does he call him a hot tamale to his face? He would hate that shit. Yo. Also, why does he think that every Hispanic person is a Mexican? Because that's like here is like. <laughs> Like, you don't start from Hispanics and branch down. Like, this nigga, he's starting at Mexicans, and then that's it. Like... Because you got your whites, and you got your blacks, and you got your Mexicans. That's what you got in America. And there's literally nothing else in between that. Even though California used to be Mexico, but that's okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's talk about something good that's happening in the government. Um, Centoya Brown, a few episodes ago, I kind of brought it up because, um, the governor was leaving office and I think he still only has like a, like a few days left. Um, and they were trying to get her, well, because the parole board said that she had to serve like, what was it? Like 60, 65 years first before she could ever be eligible for parole. Um, and so then people were calling to action the governor before he, before he left to grant her clemency and she got it. So... I the only the only the only issue I have is why do we have to wait till why does she have to wait till August? Well, that's how the prison system works. When you have a release date, like you get a date and they have to process you out, uh, you might be able to blame the government shutdown for that backlog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> I feel like there's a connection there. There has to be. 
There has to be. There has to be. But, I mean, first of all, we all know, I mean, like, she shouldn't have been there in the first place, right? Like, she Absolutely, she shouldn't have. Absolutely. Defending herself, right? Absolutely. So, the guy who, the guy who was, who put her in that situation should have been there. For sure. Right. And where is he now? Where, where, is he Where's dead? Cutthroat? I hate that that was his name. Cutthroat. Like, that is, like, the most typical fucking pimp name. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody's right next to me just pouring candy and making, like, the most noise right now. So, my apologies. Ooh, I want some. What kind of candy? Sweet tarts. Chewy sweet tarts. Ooh, my favorite. Give me some. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And a lot of people, there's been, like, some, like, left or right comments about her being released. And you know it's sad is that like it's like black women that are like she should have stayed there and she's exactly where she's supposed to be and she was being fast and blah blah blah. I am so tired of people saying that a a girl is fast and she put herself in situations like what the fuck what kind of fucking logic is that like she was a minor. It's ridiculous because like no one's allowed to learn no one's allowed to grow no one's allowed to like try to be better like she Everybody made mistakes when they were a teenager. Your frontal lobe is not fully developed, so you don't have judgment. Like, right. You just didn't have that when we were 15. Right. It's been scientifically documented. So the things that people do when they're a teenager, that shouldn't be what, like, part of your identity and who you become. Absolutely. That, that you're allowed to grow out of that. You're allowed to evolve past that. And she has, which is incredible because she's done so much she, in this. In fucking years, prison. She's been locked up. Seriously, probably and honestly, probably a lot more than she would have been able to do outside. Unfortunately, you know. So right, consider everything that we know about her childhood and every everything that she was around and what got her in the situation. But it's like you know, it's just like <laughs> at least as unfortunate as it was, as 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 terrifying as I'm sure as as horrible as it is to be locked up, like to to now be vindicated, to now be you know right you're you're right now like you know what right. i mean like she has incredible second chance to continue to tell her story and to continue to inspire more people and help more people and reach back and help many 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 more people um i think that's the blessing in it absolutely absolutely i mean she's she was helping people while she was in prison like she's still probably right. helping people right now like you know what i'm saying like i'm just um more people than i have and i ain't in prison that's what I'm saying like I like I she makes me feel like I could be doing more you know feel me like so like I salute her like I remember seeing her story like a long time ago like when internet was first new looking ass like you know what I'm saying like I remember seeing her fucking her story and I was like that shit is insane like for her for us to have essentially grown with her she's like our age like we essentially you know what I'm saying like to have, we grew up with her like you know like her story out there and like nothing really being done about it like and now there's laws in place because of what she's gone through that's saying that you know like if you're a sex traffic victim like you can't you know what I'm saying like you're like in a minor you know what I'm saying like you it's not you can't they can't do this they can't do this to someone else you know what I'm saying and it's unfortunate that like it took her story to have that law in place because it should just be in place, right? Like I don't understand. Like this is what I'm saying. Like maybe the government just needs to be shut down because it's just not enough. It's not enough fucking straightforward 
fucking wording and stuff in government and it's just like it's so much fucking it's too much gray area is the point like and there's there's no way that this should have happened there's no way that we should have took that we should have took so much of her life from her like there's no way well the, the government needs to be reset like a nintendo 64 like we need to let like, me blow in the cartridge at a blow in the cartridge <laughs> Unplug it from the wall, unplug the cord from the machine, like the whole thing. Blow it, blow it hard, like blow it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of blowing it. No, no. <laughs> You're going to regret that. You're I am. Cut it out. Probably. No, I won't. <laughs> So I'm happy for her. So, all right. I guess we have to move on to Jasmine Barnes' story. And Why did you go from sad to sadder. Damn. Honestly, we didn't get a lot of good news this week. And you know, I was thinking about that because I was like, we are so fun together. Like, and here we are with like so much bummer shit. <laughs> like, it's so much bummer shit. Like, because so it, it really only gets worse. Podcast, we get hella deep. <laughs> Yeah, so if you guys like this book, this this episode, like listen to my leakers. Like being bummed out. Listen to my leakers, <laughs> but at least at least I'm bummed out and went and I leave with like I feel like I learned something. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I can I I'm good with that. I'm good with that that level. <laughs> so, so yeah. So what we learned about the Jasmine Barnes case was that um, can we trust eyewitnesses? I don't know. Can we? Can we trust eyewitnesses anymore? I don't know. Uh, can we trust Sean King? Sean King anymore? Can we trust Sean King? That's the question. And the answer is no. <laughs> can I trust you, Sean? No. The answer is no. A hundred times no. <laughs> this isn't the first time he's done this. This isn't the first time he's done this. Facts. I'm just saying. So when he was... They, he, he had already found out that it wasn't a white man a day before he stopped saying that it was a white man. <laughs> like, listen. Nobody was going to catch that? <laughs> he was like, they will never know. They don't know what I know. I'm Sean King. I'm the light-skinned black dude. <laughs> I make the news. I am the news. The news would be shit without me. <laughs> the news needs Sean King. <laughs> he got confidential informants on his payroll and stuff. Like, do you think it's Law and Order? Do you think you're on Law and Order right now? Bung bung. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I can't deal with him and his fucking false narratives. Like, he needs to chill. Like, he like you can't be so for the cause. That you making up situations for the cause, <laughs> like you can't you can't make outcomes that match the narrative you want to see. To s- you can't just you can't just create facts. You don't we don't have alternative facts. We just don't we don't do that. I mean, but I guess we we can go back to saying if anybody can be president, I guess anybody can make up the news. <laughs> like I don't know. Like all of this is wrong. Anybody can be president. Anybody can be a detective and decide to solve crimes and then be bad at it where can i get a magnifying glass from bitch like i'm on the case (laughs) you know what i got a monocle in my bag (laughs) (laughs) 
Like the planner's peanut, bitch. Like. <laughs> I got a flashlight and a monocle. And a monocle. Like, okay. Let's do it. I got a fan makeup brush. I'll dust the fucking scene. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, all jokes aside, guys, it was a black boy, apparently with another black kid, mistaken identity, I guess they thought it was another car, bullshit, whatever, that's not, you can't, (laughs) Ah, like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm sorry, I just, you just can't, I don't, I, I don't even know what to do about this shit no more. It's like, I was super pissed when I thought it was a white dude, but I'm like extremely pissed now that I know that it was a black kid and it was a black kid on some, oh, ain't that the nigga I saw the other day type shit. Like, what is this, Boys in the Hood? Like, the fuck, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I thought drive-bys were over. Like, you that, were on some gang gang. I thought we don't do drive-bys no more. We're I really thought that we didn't do that anymore. I didn't realize that we were still in the 90s, like. I don't... I was going to say, drama is so 90s. Like, what are you doing right now? The same... I don't know. I feel terrible that her mother... You know what I'm saying? Like, when she was in the hospital, how, like, she truly felt that it was a hate crime. And everybody kind of pushed that narrative because now I feel like Fox News is going to push that, you know what I'm saying? Like, us attacking them or, you know what I'm saying? Like, us, like, trying to distract the world from black on black crime like you know what i'm saying like i just don't i just feel like yeah. we're gonna lose sight of the fact that we lost a kid here and you know what at the end of the day in my opinion no matter no matter the color the skin of the shooter right it is a hate crime because you there you go yourself enough to kill someone else so it's already a, a crime of hate like you hate yourself enough that you don't value human life so no matter who's doing the shooting like that's not okay and the mother was in grief she was grieving the loss yeah. of her child so like yeah. everything that she would to say and do like means a lot in that time frame mm-hmm. and like i think that everybody was just so hungry for answers and to be able to say oh you know we know who's responsible we solved it that maybe some people jumped the gun with like saying things as facts that weren't actually facts like and also, we have to figure out how to get niggas out of the culture that are pushing false narratives because right. you know a lot of people fucking listen to people on the internet, you know? Like, so I think that if you're going to take journalism seriously and if you're going to take, you know, media seriously, you have to, you got to be better. You got to do better than that. And I'm kind of yeah, over him. <clears throat> more people need to realize that opinions are not facts. So just because someone says, oh, I think this, I think that, n- does not a fact make. Like, I think is not the same as I-, I know this to be true. Right. So, I mean, and here's the proof. Right? So where's the evidence? <laughs> right. Because facts are proven with evidence. So right. it's just an opinion backed by more opinions and assumptions. You know, I think the issue with the internet, too, though, is that because we go to the internet for facts, Mm -hmm. then when you see things that are opinions Mm -hmm. or that are summations of Mm -hmm. facts and opinions, it's harder to decipher what's real and what's not real. That's true. Um, Which is unfortunate and just a reflection of the uh, low intelligence of a lot of people that are on the internet. Unfortunately. Sorry. So. I'm not talking to y'all, though. Like, not everybody who's listening right now, y'all are cool. 
Yeah, you guys are dope, but <laughs> um, I'm over Sean King. He's on my he's on my shit list. I mean, honestly, he was on my shit list the last time he lied to us about some shit. Like just pushing false narratives. Like, listen, the white man is already the enemy most of the time. Like, don't don't make up boogeyman stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill with all that bullshit. Like, just as important it is is just as important as it would have been for us to shine light on this because if, if it was a white dude, it's just this exact same reason why we need to shine a light on it because it was a stupid-ass little black kid. And we have to fucking figure out how we're going to fucking figure out a way to fucking stop this shit from continuously happening in our community amongst right. ourselves. And, and, and on top of that, because there's the whole narrative thing, there's the whole conspiracy with the system and white supremacy and systemic oppression and all of that stuff is at play here. Right. The media gets involved. Right, of but course. on top of that, there are the underlying symptoms, which you touched on earlier, is that, like, the gun violence is an issue, the gang violence is an issue. Right. Like, the, that is an issue here. Like, what pushed those people to the point that they needed to join a gang and do anything and have a gun and like that whole lifestyle like that's the the symptom of a larger problem exactly that we need to address as a human race like why it do is. we do this to each other every day and not just when somebody when something happens every day any chance right. we fucking get so and like on the smallest scale too so like when somebody cuts in front of you in line at the grocery store like how do you handle that yeah not good and i know i need to work on that <laughs> Like, bitch, you don't see me? <laughs> you know what? You're allowed to be a work in progress. Thank it's you. Okay. Thank you. I, I am. I really am. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to, like, take a deep breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead. Like, so. <laughs> I promise. Sometimes. Sometimes it's what's required. I think so. So. <laughs> All right. So, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Um, I got asked on Twitter, like, this past week, if I was going to do a whole episode on Robert. At that moment, I had just watched the first episode of Surviving R. Kelly. I was watching it on Sling. And when the first episode ended, they tried to immediately roll me into the second episode. And I was like, I was a like, bitch, bitch, I was a I was a cost up to cost it. I was like, I like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like, and I was just like, bitch, like, why is my fucking face hurting? I was like this at the fucking TV screen. Like, I was like, bitch, I look like Kanye West, like, at the TV screen. Like, my fucking, I was so tight, bitch. Like, my jaws were so tight. Like, I was just so upset. Like. You was like Kanye reading Drake's lyrics. (laughs) I was like. Yo, 
And I was so mad, bitch. So I couldn't. <laughs> I literally, when they, when I saw that tweet, I was like, fuck no. There's no fucking way. I was like, the, I was like, and at that point, I was like, I'm not even going to talk about him. Like, if I can help it, I'm not even going to fucking talk about him. And I can't fucking help it. I didn't, I didn't watch any more of that shit. I literally couldn't. I know enough about it anyway. I don't need, I know, I, I, I know. We got it. Like, we're good. We got the story. We got the gist. <sighs> it only gets worse the more you listen. Um, I watched a solid episode and a half before I threw open my mouth. And Bitch. And I had to, I had to take a break. It was too much. And the debates that it sparked between me and other people also continued to turn me off. I, I mean, it's interesting the certain some of the things that people are willing to throw out as like excuses and reasons and rationalizations and there is I mean, none. to me you're on the wrong side of history if you're over here trying to defend any of this activity and behavior. Any of this. Any of any it. Of, any, any of, of it. This. Any of it, any of it, any of it. Like, I literally can't think of anything that Robert Kelly has done. I'm, oh, also, I'm done calling him by his stage name because when people are criminals, they get called by their government names and that's what the fuck I'm calling him. So I don't, when fucking, listen, there's nothing that Robert has done that anybody can give me any fucking reason to defend. You can tell me he was molested as a child. Okay. I I get that. Then go with, get some therapy. Hurt people I was, are not allowed to hurt people. I was just about to say that. You with with so much money and resources and outreach, if you really you know what I'm saying? You had an opportunity, I feel like, to address those demons in you. I really do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's just no rationalization to justify why you would grow up to do that to people the way that you that that it happened to you you know what i'm saying i he's just fucking disgusting um and it's just really disgust even more disgusting to watch his fans like and they really capping for him and it's not even as serious and all that tells me is that his fan base is full of people that have lived lives and that have had that things have happened to them and in and their family for whatever reason they told them to shut up about it don't say nothing about it hush hush about it i don't believe you those are like that's you're t- you're you're showing me what his what who your fans are like you're like right. they're showing like i get it like these are people that needed help need help just like you and I don't, and honestly, like we're talking about for 50 people in the, in their forties and fifties and sixties. I ain't got time for that shit. Like throw the whole person away. Cause I ain't got time. Like, I mean, cause they're not going to change anyway. Exactly. Like, set in their ways and they've already traumatized two or three generations after them anyway. So like that, I think that whole family line might be just fucked up. Throw it away. Have- throw it away. Throw it <laughs> away. Start over. Like, I, start mean, over. I mean, these are people that are still sitting at Thanksgiving and Christmas next to their offenders. You know what I'm saying? Across the table from their offenders. I'm... And everybody who's listening, if you have experienced anything like this, <clears throat> please understand that it is not your fault. Absolutely. When you are 
child. And even if it happened when you were a consenting adult, it's still not your fault. Anything that somebody else has done to you, the inappropriate, like that's not your fault. And right. You should be able to, you know, rectify the situation, seek counseling so that you can find your voice and speak your truth and get the justice that you deserve because you deserve to be loved. You deserve to be like respected. You deserve to be treated well, even no matter what has happened to you or around you or adjacent to your life. Like that's, that's just facts. So please, please, please don't feel like you're the only one who goes through stuff like that. Not at all. Don't feel like you're, you're the only one who, you know, needs to, to carry that burden. Absolutely. But don't go around aiding and embedding these people also. Don't be in know the your no know, know your know the per know the type of people that hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Be able to right. recognize and and I don't know. And to all the people that like to stay quiet when they know that something is going on that's, that's inappropriate, understand that you're an accomplice. And everybody who was speaking out and incriminated themselves at the same time they're trying to tell the truth about Robert, you got okay. charges too, buddy. Okay, so let's, we both saw the first episode. And that first episode was enough for me. Like, when you're telling me that you're the one who forged documents to say that she was old enough to get married, like, what kind of stupid-ass shit is this, like, right now? Like... I can't even get the words out. I can't even get the words out, bitch. Like, I literally can't even get the words out. Like, I, I don't... That lifetime check must have been nice because I don't understand why you'd risk it all over this story. Like, why would you do that? Listen, that's white woman television. You know that check was nice. That check was fat. So fat. It's it it's it's the only it's the only reason they've been able to continue to replay it. BET, after they showed that Torrey uh, fucking conversation with R. Kelly, fucking, that was the last time. Like they never, we never saw it again on television. Yeah. Like, cause BET got scared, yeah. cause white people and white people television got good lawyers. They ain't scared of R. Kelly. Like, they ain't worry about Robert and his Facebook group. Please talk about <laughs> surviving lies, girl. If you, you if if you don't, <laughs> you don't get these aunties off the internet, bitch. <laughs> Right. That you would go and do all that. And the other thing that I really want people to stop doing is blaming these victims. Because right. they're like, well, they chose to stay at a She too fat. She was well, acting too some, fast. Some like, that, what is know? that? Fast to enough for an old nigga to slow down? Like, I don't under, Like, help me understand what I'm missing here. Like, it's just like the Centoya Brown situation. She was a victim, but she was treated as like she was. A prostitute like she chose this life like right. she went into that like that yeah like i said before when you're 15 years old when you're 16 years old your judgment part of your brain is not developed you right do not have that much judgment so right. you will put yourself in situations that are unsafe and you will remain in situations that are proven to be unsafe right because you you fear for your life and you don't see the alternative you don't right. see a way out and you don't understand how you even got there you blame yourself nobody's gonna help me a lot of these girls don't have families to come rescue them right so, you're right you're right the adults in the situation are responsible for that like these they were children at the time so they're not responsible for for every single thing that happened to them no i talk and then when we're talking about robert and the people that he has hurt we're talking about we got to talk about the parents because a lot of these girls 
it's been because Robert's got money. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Robert writes a check. Robert writes a check, and you and you don't tell nobody that your daughter's gone for a week, but then she'll never come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we gotta we gotta talk about while we're trying to blame the victim, how 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 that person became one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how their parents put them in situations to become a victim off of some money right. or, you know what I'm saying, like a mortgage. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, or, or also, I mean, and how many times has this happened where someone it's that's established in the music industry is promising opportunity and they're promising record deals and they're promising exposure to your parents so that the child can, can go, go away and, and pursue their dream and, you know... It's, it's real tempting. Like, everybody in the situation is like, I'm here for this. Everybody in the situation, when it first started, was like, oh, it's all good. This mm-hmm. is going to be good for us. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it turns, it turns bad, it's all bad. Right. It's all, all bad. Where we don't know, we haven't seen her, we haven't heard from her, her cell phone's off, like, we can't come to the house, we don't know where the house at, like... <sighs> I just, I have a daughter and I just, I couldn't imagine ever like having anything to do with her being in a situation like that. I just, I just can't, I can't fathom it. Like there's nothing that I, there's nothing or any situation that I would be in that I would be, I would be willing to risk her life for it in any way, shape or form. It's not worth it. I mean, and the unfortunate reality that we live in is that at the same time that you can't deal with that or going through that or being one of those parents you kind of have to so that you can prepare her for those situations you're right you're absolutely right at the same time i have to swallow my fear and swallow my anxiety about it so if i can have that conversation with my son right about what the dangers are in the world and that there are people that are out here that will you know smile in your face and then stab you right in the back or do something to you and have no problem and go back to smiling in your face after they stabbed you so, right. Yeah, it's shitty. It's crazy. Why are people listening to his music more right now? Can you? I, I literally can't wrap my mind around it. I mean, I I was never really into it. So not I super can't. heavy. No, not. I mean, not super. And I'm from Chicago, and I'm like, I was. I you can't. I don't know R. Kelly deep track because I always kind of thought he was creepy. Like, so like I I don't know a deep track from him. Like, but all the music I do know, I don't listen to that shit. Like, and I haven't for a while. Like, I me and R. Kelly have parted ways long before lifetime, long before last year when that fucking. <laughs> They didn't need to convince you of anything. No, you were on that. no, yeah, I was already on that fuck you R. Kelly train. Hashtag mute R. Kelly you all day. I was, and I admitted that the only song that I had that had anything to do with him was the fucking Pie Piper remix of Girl of B Two K Girlfriend. Like, but I'm not deleting that. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I just I'm I'm just confused at why like his muse. Well, I I'm not confused why I know I know who it is. Like it's them. It's the same people. Mm-hmm. And they're just fucking disgusting. Like, and it's just like even. Let's just say you really were a fan, right? How after hearing all the things that you hear, how can you not? How do how do most of his songs not sound predatory now? I mean, seems they, like they, you're ready. Ill. My mind is telling me no. 
But my body telling me, like, ew. Like, it's all gross. Number? Ew. But it is, though. It is It is more than a number. Like, <laughs> It's more than a number, and in certain states, it will determine whether or not you get a felony. Like, it, it is more than a number. It's definitely more than a number. It's a little bit more complex than that. <laughs> it's not a suggestion. No. That was not a suggestion. 17? sound predatory as fuck to me now and it, I mean not now but it has and I just I can't and I don't see how a like level minded person that like has anybody in the world that they love that's a female anyone at all you know what I'm saying like how you could listen to that and not hear how fucking gross he is like and we we know how gross he is there was a tape that, that circulated about it like we understand and saw how gross he is like ill like I don't, what else does he have to do to like? I just find it interesting when people want to bring up the debate of like, you got to separate the artist from the music. You got to separate the man from the music. You, you know, I mean, it is, if that's the case, then why isn't that, why wasn't that argument true for Bill Cosby? And why did the Cosby show get pulled from every single syndicate? channel that it was on right you can't separate the man from the from the tv show apparently right exactly exactly the same is true for for r kelly and robert and his music i mean even though it gave me mad pedo vibes from the beginning yeah it always made me feel like somebody's watching me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i mean here's my thing when when you talk about if you can separate the person the person from their work right does his work sound like he's a pedophile? Chris Brown has had altercations with women. His songs aren't about beating people up. <laughs> like... He only beats the beat back. That's it. He only beats the beat back. We That's love the drink. I just heard that song. So do we. I just heard that today. <laughs> like, so... I can still listen to Chris Brown's music because he's not talking about beating on women in his music. I can't separate R. Kelly from his music because he's talking about being a pedophile and he does that in real life. So you can't you can't separate it when he's not separating it. <laughs> like he's been telling us that we didn't need lifetime. He's, he's been, been telling us it's been cried for help. For I'm not years. trying to hurt nobody. <laughs> But there's something I must confess. And it was a run. He's telling you he's confessing with a run. (laughs) That's how you know he was calling for help. That's how you know he was serious. He wasn't playing. He was serious. Ew. He tried to tell (laughs) y'all. Ew. Ew, 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 So, no, you cannot separate R. Kelly from his music. I'm sorry. And I... I just, I just don't agree with people who feel like they can. I just, that's all. So, I think that I, I think it's interesting because, like, um, I, you know, I know musicians, I know people that make music right. and rappers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, you know, a lot of times when people, you know, perform a song, it's not a hundred percent accurate, like to their life and true, you know, autobiographical songs, right? Right. So things are embellished. Sometimes it's somebody else's story. Sometimes the whole thing is made up. Right. But 
when we talk about a consistent narrative for decades, <laughs> like, I, I don't... Nigga, this is about you, isn't it? This is about you, isn't it, Robert? Like... <laughs> you did it again, Robert. You tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, wait. We're going to talk about Drake in a second, but that's just like Drake and his constant narrative about being super simpy with these fucking random ass bitches. Like, that's the person that he is. Like, we know that about him. That's the kind of Rob person Robert is. Now we know that about him. Hopefully now everybody else knows that about him. So, what the fuck now? Georgia is supposedly opening up an investigation. We'll see what happens. They were supposed to open it up last year when they found, they said those girls were being kept in that house in Georgia. So they should have opened it up last year. So I don't really know what opening it up this year going to do. I don't know, but we talking about white lady television. So maybe something will happen. <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope something happens. I hope that if there are currently women in captivity, that they are, you know, released then like, I really can go back to some kind of normal life. I really worry about them. Like when that, when the, the documentary came out, I was like, damn, like, I wonder like if he like, uh, like, if he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if he's, like, freaking out on them right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, right, I, I don't I know. I wouldn't be surprised if the security's been up, increased and, like, the rules have been, like, increased and you gotta, you know, do all kinds of extra stuff and no one's allowed to leave the house and, you know, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on edge considering that charges are being drawn up against him and several people in his circle right now. So, yeah, people are thinking bye. he might try to leave the United States. Bye. Honestly, nigga, just then we'll then we'll pay for the wall. <laughs> <laughs> we can pay for. I'll pay for the wall if Trump and Robert are on the other side. For of sure, it. for sure. I need to go to change.org and put that position up. <laughs> We'll build your wall if you and Robert get the fuck out. <laughs> you and Robert and Harvey. Yes. Drake, all of y'all can go. All of y'all could probably just go ahead. We got to talk about Drake, though. We got to talk about it. So, okay. People are saying that in that state, 17 is legal. The only thing I have to say is he didn't know that. I don't feel like he has like a old, you know, remember that, that Dave Chappelle joke and he was like how all, uh, how like, uh, it's an old black dude that's ready to pop out with like, that's five to 10, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he, he keeps somebody in his circle that could be like, nah, brother, like 17 is legal. It's all good. You know feel me? Like, so I don't know that he knew that it was okay to touch her like that. So wait, before we get into it, it was a, it's been a video and I, it's old. You can tell us old cause it's like. Drake is, like, a little less swaggy, like, so you know it's old, so, like, he's closer, he's still closer to, like, Aubrey, you feel me, like, he's still Degrassi looking, he, he still, he still looks like Wheelchair Jimmy a little bit, but if Wheelchair Jimmy got, like, a leg, like, a leg fucking transplant, Wheelchair Jimmy got his back fixed, he got a backyotomy, bitch, like, no, so like, so you know it's an old video, but it's a video of him bringing up a girl on stage and essentially like kissing on her neck, like, and like kind of like groping on her titties and stuff. And then he says, how old are you? She says 17. He immediately jumps back 
And that's how I know he ain't got an old black man in his circle to tell him how much charges are. So he jumped back and he was just like, dang, I can't go to jail yet. As if he would be prepared to go to jail now that he's more famous. I don't understand. Like, so, and then after that happens, he still goes back and touches her and then compliments saying how he loved how her breast felt on his back or against him or whatever the fuck. And then, like, kissed her again after he had, after it seemed like he was visibly shaken at the fact that she was not 18 or older. And again, we're in a state where it, she is technically legal. She's an, she's an adult, but he didn't know that. He didn't know that. And and we know he didn't know that based on his reaction. Exactly. I mean, I bet he got a backpack stenographer now to tell him what the rules are. I think he better get one if he don't, girl. <laughs> I mean, but but in, in any way, slow like like that happens more times than we we know about, more times than we care to like even discuss. That happens with 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 artists and men of power and people with money, you know, being able to manipulate a situation for their benefit and. In, in that particular case, like, you're doing this all in front of an audience. Like, it's not even like it's just, oh, I like this girl. Like, you wanted to put on a show, like, with her. Like, that's weird, though. That's and weird. What was even more weird for me was, like, the audience reaction. I have a problem with every single one of y'all who paid to be up in here. Like, no, I, like, I didn't hear a boo. I didn't hear a yuck. I didn't hear, all I hear was like, ah, she's 17, uh Like, because they're 17, too, and they wish that they had been pulled up on stage. <laughs> they was so they like, could it, sh- on it should have been me. It should have been me. <laughs> oh, girl, you better kiss him with some tongue. That would have been me. I would have been all up on it. No. No. Yeah, no, I don't... Listen. No, so what the fuck do we do with Aubrey now? Like, I, I feel like Nothing. he... Not a he damn thing. Too. I mean, listen... I'm just, I'm conflicted because I know I have a problem with him feeling like it was wrong and then still doing it. Not knowing that technically it wasn't wrong where he was at. I feel like I have to continue to say that. It wasn't technically wrong where he was at, but he didn't know that. And he, you could tell he didn't know it. And that's the part I'm struggling with. Because I'm like, damn, like, and then I'm thinking, like, damn, like, you know, like, Usher bring people up on stage. Not, like, saying that Usher has ever kissed on an underage girl. But these niggas that be pulling these bitches up on stage don't be like, let me see your ID. Like, this ain't the club. Like, they just lift these bitches up and get them on the stage. Like, nobody ever really checks to see how old these people are. And these girls be getting, are looking older and older. And I'm just saying, ain't no ID check on this on the stage is all I'm saying. So... Nobody, nobody's checking, nobody's checking any of that kind of stuff. So we need to, so we need to probably enforce that. I don't even know, like, we probably need to enforce that, like, so that, to to help keep these little girls away from these niggas like this. That's, I don't. Yep. If you're going to get pulled on stage, I feel like a nigga need to make sure you of age. Like, you need a wristband or something, bitch, like. I mean, and like, and also, like, we need to, like, parents, you need to know where your kids are and what they're doing, like. <laughs> bitch, it is 945. Do you know where your child is? <laughs> no, dead ass, like, though. I have so many problems with that. My mother went to a lot of my concerts. She might have stayed in, like, in the back, like, so I wasn't, like, next to her. But she was definitely right, right there. She was right the fuck there. Like, there was no and way. She had 
She had hawk eyes on you because your mama a rider, so she wasn't down for no bullshit. Listen, she was, she was with the shit. There was an she incident. There was an incident when I first moved out here. I was a senior in high school. <clears throat> I went to the Kanye West concert at Hard Rock. Consequence, <laughs> consequence, consequence was giving me the eye. And before I know it, Mom Dukes was like, <laughs> she just like moonwalk in front of me. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, consequence teeth was way too big. Like, I would have never. But like, <laughs> like. <laughs> But like it, my like I'll never forget that, and I was like, damn, like he, like he was like like Superman, like X Ray, like I am me, like I was like, yikes, like I was definitely still in high school, so niggas don't really be caring. Like I feel like I looked like I was in high school, like I don't like I don't I didn't really like turn in, I didn't really like really blossom into like after I left college, like to be honest. So like a bitch definitely looks looked underage, like so I don't know, but. These niggas is gross. That's what you're into, then then go on the other side of the wall. (laughs) Do we need to launch an investigation into consequences? (laughs) Nothing happened, but I'm telling you. My and fucking you know oh, you know who was there? Guess who was there with me? Guess who was there with me? Ebony. Ebony was there with me. Ebony Clark! Hey girl! Ebony was there. (laughs) Me and Ebony went to that concert together. Oh my god. Yep. So he was looking at both y'all like y'all look like a snack. Ooh. Caramel and milk chocolate looking ass. Like. And then your mama came straight through the middle like the, like the dude doing the robot. <laughs> From Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your mama came through like not today. Not today, nigglet. Go find another unsupervised teenager. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Some consequence, but consequence. <laughs> okay, so I don't really want to talk about the bears because I'm still kind of sour about it. My only question is, why can't the internet let shit go? <laughs> the internet has no chill, zero chill on the internet. Even it's after we, even after we found out that the kick was fucking blocked, niggas are still wanting him dead. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> It's, it wasn't the the defense unfortunately did their job like he didn't he, that kick was not completely his the internet won't let it go it doesn't matter the the reports have been changed the game scorecards have been changed they won't let it go i just want the internet just for if if i could mib any moment of the of life this would be it like just say we lost and let's move on Blast your brain and forget that Say we lost and move on. <laughs> yeah, let's do that about that topic. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, so what's going on with this uh, comatose lady? How do you have a how do you have how do you have a kid and you're in a coma for a decade? Okay, like. I saw it, and I literally have a thousand follow-up questions. Like, how, where, who, when, and what? Okay. Because <laughs> a whole baby, a whole uh-huh. baby came out. I'm trying to figure out. Listen, okay, so we know that the lady was in a coma for ten years, and she had yeah. birth, and she had a little boy recently. 
so we know it was fucking rape, right? Because she was fucking comatose, right? Like a comatose, yeah, right? Okay, fine. So consent can be given when you're in a coma, ladies and gentlemen. I I can't I can't even blink once for yes. You know, feel me? Like so, there's like no way around that 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 this woman was violated. But now I'm like, how was that baby? How did nobody know? How are people taking care of this woman? Like, don't they have to, like, give her fucking sponge baths so she don't get, like, bed sores and shit? Like, how are people... That's my question. I'm, I'm not a medical professional, but if this is a woman that was able to carry a baby to term with an active womb, doesn't that woman also have menstrual cycles? And wouldn't y'all notice that she didn't have menstrual cycles for several months, but y'all claim you didn't realize she was pregnant? This is what I'm saying. So, yes, we need to investigate who the fuck the father is. And that's what the police are demanding DNA so that they can figure that out. Cool. So you can get that nigga out of here. He can go on the other side of the gold ass wall too. But like, (laughs) I just, I did literally doesn't make sense. Like how people have, could have been actively and taking care of her correctly and not knowing that there was something living inside of her. So that's so that's how we know that they were not taking care of her adequately. Absolutely. If, if this woman had a working womb, working to the point that she could carry a baby to term, then she also had menstrual. And then have it, bitch. And then have it. <laughs> like she, so her her shit was working all the fucking way the right way. So that means that people, so that means that somebody would have had to have been tending to her during her cycles every month out of these 10 years, every month out of these 10 years, right? Right. Right. So I wouldn't be so su- I wouldn't be surprised if the person who might be responsible for this was also the person that was responsible for taking care of her during those menstrual cycles cuz that's how one way to cover it up, then nobody else would know. That's true. And I ain't got to clean it up no more. Hey, I got a 9 month break from cleaning up this bloody pussy. Look at that. Mm. Look at God. Niggas is gross. <laughs> I really hope they figure out who it is, but I also feel like I'm, I would be concerned if I had a family member that was still in that facility. Like, I think yeah, it's, in, it's in Arizona, I think. Oh, yeah, Phoenix. Like, I think it was Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, I would just be really concerned if I had somebody that I cared about there because I'm like, damn, like, y'all really not looking. Like, what is happening? Like, and I can't, like, I, I'm thinking about how much I ate being pregnant. Like, I don't even understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, how a lady, that the, our fucking bodies are amazing, bitch. Like, how, how, like, how? How did that even happen? I'm going to tell you how. You want to know how? Because God is a woman. Say it. Ariana said it. <laughs> because there's no other way that you could just bring in the miracle of life like that without Without yours. Else. You barely got a life. She barely alive for damn self and she pushed a whole nother life out. That's what I'm, that shit is crazy, 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 crazy. You know, I know, like, I don't, like, I know that the baby is with her family and I'm wondering, like, that's kind of, like, in the wake of, like, something really gross and, like, crazy happening. Like, they, this is something from somebody that they've technically lost, you know what I'm saying, like, 10 years ago. So I, I try to think her back. Yeah, like I try to think of it like that, like to kind of make a you know what I'm saying, like figure out how how why this would happen, you know what I'm saying? And maybe you know what I'm saying, like I don't know, but 
I feel like they need to throw everybody away and start over and start fresh because that's really that's really troublesome and we're and that's concerning as fuck. You just want to throw all the people away. For real, like dead ass, I really do. Okay, so sound like Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, how how many times did you watch that shit? Hell yeah! How many times those birds die, bitch? Like. <laughs> Those birds drowns. Those birds froze to death. Like, how many times did they die? Like, how did they even make it to the fucking blind school? Like, <laughs> how did they didn't eat nothing? They didn't see that's what I'm saying. Life. Like, when the when the fucking kids flipped over in the fucking shit, like those motherfuckers was they lost dead. All food in the first two hours, they lost all food in the first two hours of being on the damn boat. And then so had. So you lose the food and I got to keep you warm? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> she was like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's not though, it's not though. It's not though. We all gonna die, Sandra. This we is so, this is, this is like the opposite of not of okay. Like. <laughs> oh, this shit. This is the definition of not okay. We can't people they whispering to me because they want me to look at stuff, but I can't look at it, even though they really making me feel like I want to look at it. <laughs> like, they keep trying to trick me. Bitch, what would it need to whisper to you for you to lift your thing up? It would need to whisper, I got Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Spicy? Come look at this biscuit. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would need to be like. They would need to be like. They would need to be like. Idris Elba. <laughs> right. <laughs> where? <laughs> where I said where. <laughs> everybody else look <laughs> this is just my life now this is just my life now I just go around prying people's eyeballs open <laughs> go so you can go from state to state opening people's eyeballs <laughs>
inside. I got to slip and slide out back. <laughs> that would be fun. I don't care Super what lit. Like, oh my. <laughs> 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 Bitch, you know what I wish I could close my eyes to, though? Usher's new hairstyle. <laughs> you know what? If somebody told me that, um, you know, I had my blindfold on and they were like, open your eyes. We've got the head of young jock and Usher. We beheaded them. They're dead. Would you look? I would, I would look. I would look. But would when look. they did that, it would be these hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> they holding him up by the blue hair. They holding his head. They got his head up there. It's that that's such it sounds so fancy. <laughs> but listen. Get your fried dyed late to the side looking ass boy out of here. No. Oh no. my god. So here's the thing though. I feel like Jock is doing it because you know he has that salon. He he like he has he owns like like his part in a salon out in Atlanta. So maybe he's just letting these bitches do this on his hair and like maybe he's using it for publicity. I don't know what Usher is doing. Is he working on a 1930s period piece? Like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Usher, Usher has been home watching uh, Netflix and chilling too much. He was watching that one show where Homeboy had that same haircut. And he was like, that's the look. <laughs> 2019. That's oh my God, this is it. I just want to look like The Last Temptation. And you know what? Young Jock ain't nothing but a, like, he's just thirsty. Like, you just look thirsty and yeah. petty to, like, make all these memes and do photo shoots for your stupid-ass hair and yeah. then dye it blue. Yeah. Like, that shit's cute. No. Bitch, when, bitch, that picture that he posted when it was, like, all back, I thought he was wearing, like, a kufi or something. Like, bitch, I thought that was a hat. <laughs> I thought it was a hat. I didn't understand. <laughs> They put him on, they put Young Jock and Usher on the fucking perm boxes and shit. Like, oh, God. Just for me. <laughs> hey, oh, old school. Remember that commercial? Remember that commercial on that fucking pink Lusters fucking, remember that commercial? Yeah. Remember, remember when you, when the fucking sun was too hot and you could fucking smell the pink lotion again? Like, because <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> baking in your fucking head. Oh, my God. So remember how mad your mom used to be when you forgot to wrap your hair up before you went to sleep, and the edges be like. Because <laughs> 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 you know how long it took her to slick that fucking ponytail down, like. Uh. And that's how, and that's how young jock woman feel right now. Somewhere <laughs> she mad at him because he forgot to put his damn wave cap on. Right now she, now she now she got a fucking now she got a now she got a silk press it all over the fuck again. <laughs> She's pissed. <laughs> She's pissed. She's doing that shit. <laughs> okay. So, finally, um, Chris Brown borrowed a piece of, of our nostalgia and made a new song called Undecided. How do you like it? Did you like it? I'm here for it. You I'm are? Um, I, I like the it. video. It was cute. Um, Here's my problem, okay? You ready? So... At the word, the song. I just don't. Your problem is the song. 
Like no, like like the like the lyrics and like the the like the the what he's talking about because like the sample is Shanice's "I Love Your Smile," right? And right. she's talking about how she love the fuck out of the person she's with. This song is about like, well, yo, we do all of this shit, but I don't really know if I'm trying to be your man. Like, and I was like, dang, like you fucking dampered the fucking beat. Like he's undecided. Like. So we doing all of this shit. We doing all we doing all of this fucking synchronized dancing and shit. But is he undecided or is she undecided? Like he said, I'm undecided. He said he's like, should I wife it? Because <laughs> she want me to wife it, but I'm undecided. <laughs> I was like, damn. He don't know what he wants. I just feel like he had an opportunity to make. A song that wasn't him being a little slut like you. <laughs> but I like the video. It's cute. It's cute, and it's I, I like that the that the beat is back because it just makes me want to listen to the original. So. <laughs> you know what I really like about it? Is what that I feel like this could come up in Empire because the girl the way that. There's no way that Fox is not capitalizing it. You're right. You're right. It's about to be a fucking. I don't. I haven't watched Empire in like 17 years. But like, it's they're gonna fucking have a live broadcast, and Hakeem is gonna be like, "Yo, this is for Chris, this is for Chris Brown. I seen you do that video." <laughs> and then Chris Brown's gonna do a guest star for like three episodes, and he gonna fucking they're gonna have they're gonna have a dance off. They're setting us up for the next season when Chris Brown has uh, as a cameo for several episodes and there's a whole character arc. I w- and then my team is like, fuck you, Chris Brown. <laughs> I really hope That's Chris Brown. I really hope Chris Brown got stuff better stuff to do in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> he don't go. He don't go. He don't go. Cause he undecided. <laughs> Why are people into that? My best friend likes that. Popaholic, stand up, bitch! Is that is that what y'all call yourselves? <laughs> Popaholics. Why? What is that about? I, I get I get like the satisfying like sand and like videos. I get those and like the choppings. I get those. Why do you want to see people's like insides come out? Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's probably because um, you know something happened to me. Mm. Back in my childhood. Okay. Mm. Talk about it. No, I'm just fucking with you. Okay. Not, not even really like that. Like I like I remember being a teenager and like everybody had acne when they were, you know, when we came, you know, became flowered into a woman. You got yeah. acne, right? Like yeah. it was a big deal. Like I had really bad acne. I mm-hmm. had like prescription medication and proactive was my best friend. Proactive was stuff. my best friends. So, so for me I've always been comfortable with like skin and like what happens to dermatologic things like it's always been interesting to me personally so okay. like, it doesn't gross me out to see it and to me in fact it's really interesting like all the different things that skin can do because it's like our biggest organ yeah and it's alive 
alive and skin is super interesting and it's so different in all the different parts of your body like skin on your back is different from skin on your feet right different from skin on your face like it's all different and it reacts differently to different things so to me it's super interesting um i can watch any medical procedure because i like that stuff and i think it's it's really real like it's like oh this is really happening yeah you can really throw that knife like oh it's real Right. She's really bleeding. She's it's really happening. It's really happening for her. <laughs> and it's happening for me too cuz I get to watch. Yeah, that's I just I just can't imagine like like I just don't know. Like I've seen some big ones like and she'll be like, "Watch this." Like I'm like, "Stop sending me these bitch. Like you and me have nightmares." Like I can't like no. I'm, be- I'm really excited to know that you don't like it because now I will be sending you videos. <laughs> and and I'm going to forget that you told me that you liked it. I'm just going to be like, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> gross, gross, gross. <laughs> okay, so we've come to that time of the show. Don't say, don't, I, I didn't say thank you. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so this is the part of the show, my favorite part. It's time for the one up of the week. And I love this shit so much. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Hold on, wait. Oh, wait. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing. I can tell. You do that shit nonstop. I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I don't know how it's working. Like, so I hope it never stops. Because, like, I don't know where a battery goes. Like, I don't get it. Like... <laughs> okay. So what we could do, what is your one up for the week for everybody to take into the next week? Okay, so I decided that I actually have two. I have one that's that's you know beyond some inspirational type hype, and then I have one that's like for the petty betties. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we we start with the positive one. So my one up for my positive one up for the week is speak your dreams into existence for sure because nobody knows better than you what you are capable of and if you speak that positivity out into the world it will come back to you and I'm living proof of that because all 2018 I was speaking positivity and then all my dreams started coming true so do that shit yes before you do your petty betty one I just need to do mine because mine ties right the fuck into that mine is pretty much just make sure you guys are investing in yourself nobody knows your value like you do so don't let anybody in the world on the internet fucking tell you or devalue you or tell you how much you're worth to the world because that shit ain't true you know what you're worth and all that other shit so invest in yourself and and you you set your value no one else so that's important right and speaking of knowing your value when you're this is my petty betty one for the week when be very selective with your professional references okay i feel that because because i found out that 
somebody that I had entrusted with being a professional reference for me actually did the opposite of that and ended up costing me a job that was mine. It was locked. It was on lock for me. And then this person decided that they would give me a less than glowing reference when I asked them to, you know, all you had to do is call them and tell them how, you know, it was Amazing. working with me. Yeah. She chose not to do that, thinking that I wouldn't find out that she did that. Is this real, bitch? Like, are you, is this real? This real life. This real life. Dang. But, but, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I still come out on top because, number one, I already have a job, even right. though I'm trying to find a different job. But number two, I know my value. And so right. instead of looking for more jobs from these white people, let's I'm do let's. To, I'm creating my own. Do I'm it yourself. I'm with it. Let's do that. That's the plan, right? All 2019. Eh. <laughs> I love how all three of our one-ups for the week like tied into each other. That was, shit was amazing. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you so much. This is so fun. Yay! We haven't like seen each other like in person in a long time. We need to do that soon. We do, but we be busy and shit. It's true. It's true. Mm, you're right. Being a grown up, right? I know. Have, have your people call my people. We'll, we'll do that. Calendar. We'll pencil each other in, right? Like. <laughs> Let's have a standing meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Thank you for having me. And with all of the shenanigans, viewers, please follow me on Instagram at Queen Mylika. That's Q U E E N. M-Y-L-E-K on Instagram. For sure, for sure. You can tap in. For sure. I'm going to put it in the in the show notes too so everybody can follow you. Oh, good thing I spelled it out then. I know how to spell your name, bitch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, love. <laughs> Thank you again. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>